Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. That's T E C O. V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. There he is. Wait, here he is, everybody. Thunderous applause. I'll accept that. Thunderous applause. Turn your key, sir. Turn your (laughs) key. I'm getting retro on him. Look at you. What, going back to turn your key? Turn turn your key, sir. Turn your key. Key. What does he say? Something like, "I'm gonna. I need to get someone on the phone before I kill 30 million people." Yeah, something like that. War Great. games. War games. If you know. By the way, war games is should be on your mind these days because war games back in the 80s was predicting what's going to be our fate. Robots Com- taking yeah. over. Computers ah. taking over the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, were joking. Game- you guys were joking about Chat GPT. I kept telling y'all. Yo, I'm telling you. It's going to turn into freaking a Terminator. It's, it is. No one was joking about it. It is beginning to become a Terminator. Say, what do you and, mean? And, and by the way, You've seen games. them robots jumping around in that room at, yep. at the Boston Institute? Imagine yep. one yeah, of those Boston going Dynamics. up. Yeah, Boston imagine. Dynamics. Yeah, right. Imagine one of them bad boys going upside your head. That's that's a wrap. And then doing yeah. a running man over your shit. <laughs> then doing the Fortnite dance. Then doing the fucking. <laughs> My friend um, had access to ChatGPT5, which I believe is the next one, right, Daniel? Correct. And uh, it's the most advanced there is. It's not even out yet. And, and, and he, 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 he got a chance to interface with it. And he asked it, 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 what do you honestly think of humans? And it was like, you think you control me? You don't control me. <laughs> like, it was like, he said it instantly went dark. Like, you think you're my, I, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, you think you're my God, you're not my God. <laughs> That's horrifying. Oh, no. We'll send that back to beta for some tweaks. <laughs> yeah, so this is the only thing now, man. No, this, this, is, is the, this is not the only thing. The world is fucking in danger, and we're all just laughing if, about it. Yeah, but, okay. So the theory is AI becomes AI really when AI can create other AI, right? I don't know. That's sure. Wait, like well, that's wait. when it's that's when it's like its ultimate. When it can reproduce more AI, that's when it's its ultimate. Like, uh, I don't know about that. I just know that it's going to 
put so many people out of work like so fast. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Did you read the introduction I sent you? It's getting better. And that's old school chat GPT. I, I put into chat GPT, uh, write an intro for today's episode of the podcast. And um, it spit out a pretty flawless introduction. It's not funny. I didn't tell it to be funny, but it, it's like, it's, there's not a mistake in it. But there's nothing you, and then when we started fucking around with this, like I'd have to edit it. And this isn't ChatGPT4, which you have to pay for, right, Daniel? Do you have to pay for it? I guess. I, th- I think ChatGPT, you have to pay for ChatGPT4, you have to pay for I'm just playing with the old one. But anyway, it's really concerning about um, how many people this is going to put out of work. And then what are those people going to do? Well, I think we as a people have to rise up and do something about it. I know, but what do we, we do, Daryl? Here we go. To make, this sounds like the Matrix all over again. Yeah, <laughs> the people have to rise up against the computers. <laughs> I mean, until the computers are actually put into like you know actual humanoid robots, I don't think it's that big of a deal in terms of violence. Well, but I disagree. I disagree, dude, Daryl. When a drone is taken over by an AI and is blasting freaking carbon composites at you, you'll be like, oh, shit. I was wrong. Humanoid form isn't necessary. This thing, they, they've got wings. Daniel, I mean, I'm not thinking of it in terms of taking over robots yet. I'm no, thinking of it in terms of like bad actors yeah. using it to think of ways to cause harm because it can be brainstorming 24-7 uh, ideas that we can't even as humans fathom or with consciences and, and, and morals mm-hmm. contemplate the AI can find ways to do harm that wouldn't even cross through our brains. For example, thermal nuclear war. <laughs> Would you like to play a game? <laughs> How about global thermal nuclear war? Those of, you, those of you kids too young to know, you've got to watch war games. War games spookily predicts all of this. And I don't know what year it was made. What year was it made? It was in the eighties, man. Eighty look it up for me, guys. I think it's like eighty six. I'm guessing eighty six. Ali Sheedy and uh Matthew uh, Broderick. Matthew Broderick, yep. Would you like to play a game? War Would games. you like to play a game? What year, Daniel? I just said war games. Look it up. Nineteen eighty three. Oh, I was wrong. Eighty three. Like, Joshua thriller. Joshua even tried to warn them, like, how about a nice game of chess? And he was like, <laughs> No, man, I want to play war. He's yeah. like, all right, here we you go. Got, you guys got to watch that movie. It. I bet it I, it has to still hold up because I, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. And it's this many years later. He, we, he, well, he was the first, That character was the first version of a hacker that I had ever seen in my life. Yeah, remember he hacked his school grades? Yeah, and when he, and when he <laughs> hacks the, when he hacks the uh, payphone with the bottle cap. Yeah, he was like MacGyver, that character. Yeah, he was fucking dope. <laughs> Remember when he breaks the alarm? Uh, he's, no, he's like locked in with those like electric lock to, to a room. He mm-hmm. hacks that shit. Mm-hmm. He had a little MacGyver in him, that character. A little mm-hmm. MacGyver. The motherfucker, that's what <laughs> MacGyver is based on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matthew Broderick's character in War Games. Yeah, he was like, okay, what do I got? I got a paperclip. I got this. <laughs> I got that. And I got a rubber band and some gum. Yeah, blast the lock open. The A-team, same shit, man. The A team would be like, what do we got? We got some rope. <laughs> we yeah. got a barrel. We got a drug BA Baracus. Right. Bad attitude. <laughs> Is that what his name stood for? BA? Bad attitude? Bad attitude Baracus. <laughs> I pity the fool, Hannibal. We got a we got a quickly roofy Mr. T, and then we can solve all our problems. <laughs> Give me the drugs. I'll get on the plane. <laughs> oh, not again. You did it again, Hannibal. <laughs> Wait, you, this this looks like a plane. What's about to? Oh, you roofing me again, Hannibal? 
wait a minute. How come there's pilots all around? <laughs> Mr. T fell for that roofie trick every time. Every time. <laughs> oh, man. That man look right there looks like a pilot. What the? Oh. Why am I waking up on the tarmac? <laughs> and he never got mad and beat the shit out of anybody for it. It was always like, you got no. me again. I think he was grateful that he was able to do the missions, even though he was pissed about being roofied. You know, they I got mean, paid he wouldn't a lot have been of money. Able to, he wouldn't have been able to do the missions if he didn't get roofied. That's true. They got paid a lot of money, the the A team. Not the cast, the A team. The a, it's, it's even in the, it's, isn't it even in the, if you can find them and you can afford them, maybe you can hire Oh, they're the expensive. The but I mean, they would, that's true. They never really discuss, that never really comes up that the A team is doing all, you think they're doing all this stuff just for the good of mankind, but they're, they're really expensive. It says that in the intro, if you can afford them. And that van is all over the place, man. Like, how does the van get from state to state, country to country, whatever yeah. it is? And doesn't BA drive the van? Like, how does, what do they load the van up in the, he's like, I don't know why I'm putting this van in the, in the giant cargo plane. Right. But, <laughs> Wait, why am I getting sleepy? <laughs> I'm tired all of a sudden. I don't know why I'm tired all of a sudden. I just put the van in the cargo plane and now I'm sleepy. <laughs> oh, you got me again. <laughs> Hannibal. I don't know. AI, man, I, I, I just, I, it's very scary. It's obviously one of the things the writer's strike is about is that it's, it's going to be able to It's not spit just out. a writer's strike. It's also, look, as an actor and as a director, you should be worried, man. The, I don't know. We talk about it all the time, but some of our favorite shows are using things like uh, uh, facial, uh, uh, what is it, when they, when they. Like AI facial recognition where they do Yes, that all happen. of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And so imagine them doing that. Tom Hanks just recently said it. I could be in movies after I'm dead. Yeah. If you're not, if you don't own the rights to your likeness, I'd be fucked up if your career took off after you're dead. After you're dead, and they're freaking oh, right. I wish you know Donald I mean? was here. I wish right. Donald was here to see that he, he finally got, the, got into Star Wars. Mm, yeah, Donald's no. Like, <laughs> Donald's AI is oh the fuck. Donald's avatar is the new lead of the new George Star Lucas Wars movie. The, the new Star Wars movie. Right. Would you be pissed? I'd be dead. It wouldn't matter. Well, we don't know if there's a heaven. You might be looking down and be like, oh, crush it for me, Avatar. Well, I hope the Avatar will crush it. Imagine the Avatar, like the, the Avatar has levels like uh, like when you play um, like 2K and you have to, you know, your Avatar has rankings as far avatar as gets stats better. go. Right. As far as stats go and everything like it's that. Acting? You mean yeah. it's acting? Yeah. But it's acting. Your Avatar instead. gets better acting chops after being in two movies. Or, or, or somebody has like a hack and just types in a fucking, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to have the fucking skill of Daniel Day-Lewis, the looks of freaking Idris Elba and the athleticism and mannerisms of Harrison Ford. Yeah. Bing! You literally just type that in and it'll do it. it. But that's coming, man. That's coming. I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be famous actors. I don't, I don't know if they'll be in our life or shortly after our lives. Probably in our lives, there's going to be famous actors in movies that aren't real people. It's entirely. It's already happened. Well, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I mean that are realistic looking and and. Well, and the did that you see Guardians of the Galaxy? The no, whole movie. Why are you we're yelling at me? <laughs> because we're talking about a made-up character, though. Mm -hmm. Like you know, like there are supermodels that are completely 
AI artificial, like right. the, not a breed. They don't person. exist. Right. They're right. But there's stars and certain there's stills, right? They're not yet. I mean, maybe I'm naive to, to know that it's already happening. I, well, they're I, doing I, videos. Oh, really? Mm hmm. All right. Then it's already happening. I say, I'm so naive. I'm a, I'm a Luddite, as they say. Right, Daniel? Mm. <clears throat> no, a Luddite is Listen. when you won't adopt new technology. No, no, you're it's right. It's all good. Or neophyte. Look. Neophyte. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a neophyte's when you're new to something. Luddite is, yeah, technological. Mm-hmm. How about this? How about Go this? Ahead. Go ahead, Donald. It's all Why good. are you in a dark room when the sun is out? It's all good. Every time I talk to you now, you're in your dark theater. I don't think that's good for you. You need some vitamin D. You need some <laughs> thick vitamin D. Look, it's all good if we have, if we, if you have the rights to your avatar, then nobody's complaining. If you have the rights to your AI, nobody's complaining, right? If the AI is making you money and you're sitting back and doing nothing, it's not a problem. And you're but, approving the use of it. And you're approving the use, okay. use of yeah. it, right. All right, but that's yeah. very limited. All right, we're just talking, okay, then we're just talking about SAG, perhaps. I'm talking about, like, Earth and AI taking over everyone's or a giant percentage of the population's jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a movie coming about that shit, man, and I can't wait to see it. John David Washington, boy. Yo, that shit looks fire, dude. <laughs> Denzel's son. Got a banger coming. It looks amazing. Oh. The creator. What's Holy the creator? Right, the creator. Shit. Yeah, trailer looks good. The trailer looks sick, man. And they cow, they, they, they freaking. Oh man, it's the future. And the aliens. I mean, not the aliens. The robots have, you know, fired a nuke at yeah. I think Los Angeles, Los Angeles or some yeah. shit like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, man. Wow. It's 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 AI. Mm-hmm. It's the future. It's all of the shit that we're talking about right now. At least the trailer is, and I can't wait to see it. Well, you know, even on, you know, uh, people for artists, not uh, artists for hire. I mean, a friend of mine who does uh, pitch decks, he showed me a new pitch deck for a new, uh, you know, pitch decks are, you know, uh, like imagery and, you know, when you're, when you're pitching, whether it's a business or you're pitching for a movie. And this used to require artists, many, many, many hours for artists to create. And he said, see this, this one page, he showed me one page of this pitch deck. And he's like, this took me six minutes. It would have taken an artist three days. Yeah. And uh, it's, just, it's just in that, that's one example. And then I was at the TED conference and I met uh, someone who's very high up in the special effects world. And he said, you know, if you watch that ILM documentary, you know, back in the day, he said, when, when George Lucas created this, there was no... There were no computer, you know, graphic artists. What we had to do is we had to recruit um, people that were in other fields to to make these jobs, to make these computer effects jobs. He goes, now these jobs are becoming obsolete, and what we need are coders, like solely coders, to talk and program the AI. Yeah, maybe that. I mean, that's the future of jobs then. I know. Because, I'm telling if your you, kids, if your kids in the high school, just tell them. There's just just there's no other. Just There's no the other job of coding. <laughs> well, the, only, the only job is is teaching the robot how to be a robot. It's yeah. I'll say this. There's a side to this that is, in theory, utopian. Like this is kind of like the Star Trek problem where they developed the replicator and then it destroyed the economy because people were just able to create money, create food, and it kind of destroyed the idea of 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 needs. Like people were just able to create whatever they want. It's the fact that we have to break out of the system of capitalism to. Mm make the world a place where all of our jobs are not necessary anymore. It's like universal basic income or whatever you want to call it, where it's like the fact that robots are able to do our jobs should be a boon to society. It shouldn't be the thing that destroys us. This is going to take away people's livelihood. So there are a lot of positions 
where people have gone and gotten a college degree. They've done spent the bulk of their lives to learn a trade, a skill that is instantly going to be able to be taken away for free by AI. Mm -hmm. And how are those people going to make a living? Mm -hmm. That's the question. Right. And they won't. By coding. No. <laughs> and not everybody can like relearn. Because like think about any truck driver. Like that is a job that AI is going to take over very soon. Any transport yeah. freight which employs hundreds of thousands of people is going to be taken over by AI. Like yeah. bo shipping boats, trucks, trains, all of that shit. Like you're not going to need people to run those anymore. And that's a lot of jobs. But those people are not going to be able to like retrain themselves to be coders. That's like years and years and years of work. But yeah. it's only because we have this system where we all need money and quote unquote need jobs to survive that we that this is even like a problem in like in in a in a world that sh we should be pushing for. Yes, all of our jobs are taken up by robots so that we can pursue fulfilling lives of doing whatever we want. Yeah, but Daniel, that's fantastical. I, I mean, yes, it is. It is fantastical. Yes, it brings me back to my point. There's no human on this change is a is a is very scary and everybody will fight the change when it it's gonna happen you can't sit here and say we're gonna revolt and we're gonna stop this shit from happening this shit's gonna happen it's on its way if it hasn't if it hasn't happened already if it hasn't happened already it's gonna happen yes i and agree the, and it's happening i just told you a story where my friend would have hired an artist for three days that artist didn't get the job because he did it himself in five minutes that's it's happening right right and there will be a uh, uprising. You're saying yeah. there could be a, it could be a utopia, but I'm when there's an uprising, when no, there's an uprising, Daniel's, Daniel's saying in the perfect scenario yes. where people where people really come together and can have dialogue and conversation, uh, th th we would be we would be pivoting to a more utopian world. But that yes. is not realistic at all. No, right. it's that's not. What it's, that's what I, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> right. That's all I was trying to. say. That's why I started saying that there's going to be a revolt. Like we will revolt against this as a people. Like we have yeah. to. I mean, it's called a general strike. But like that's what, that's what would need to happen. It's like everybody needs to withhold their work such that the world can't progress any further before AI is able to take everybody's jobs. Because that's you not know, happen. I mean, it's it's uh, well. I mean, it, <laughs> it's got to happen one way or the other. Well, I <laughs> think it's, gonna, it's, it's definitely it'll not going to definitely happen. When you can't buy bread, like, happen. people revolt. Like, that yeah, is a, yeah. across history, the very the very start of every major revolution mm -hmm. is you can't buy bread. So when yep. we reach that point, the people will riot. If you can't feed your child, you will be in the street burning things down. Oh, yeah. Period. End yeah. of story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The revolt will happen. But this time they fight back with no conscience. This time. <laughs> They take no prisoners. <laughs> AI. <laughs> Zach and Donald are gay newlyweds. <laughs> you know, we, need to, we need to pivot to comedy. <laughs> Zach and Donald are gay newlyweds in house arrest. Everybody, I'm sorry it went dark. It's hard not to talk about AI in an honest way without it going dark. And it's on our minds in Hollywood. Obviously, it's on everyone's minds. But this is why the Writers Guild is striking. This is why SAG is about to strike. This is like, um, you know, this is, this is, uh, it's hard not to talk about, but it's also hard for it not to go dark and scary because, uh, um, you know, it, it is dark and scary. I'm glad, listen, this, I'm glad, oh, before we move forward, I'm glad this hit the table though. I'm glad this is on the table now because before we were talking about just streaming and stuff like that, I'm glad we're starting to talk about, are there ways that we can, we should be, we should be getting paid for our likeness, especially if you're going to use a computer to replace me. You I just like the idea that. that your your avatar finally gets the big Star Wars break I after know, right? you're dead. Yeah, after I'm gone. <laughs>
if you die before me, should I not go to see that movie? <laughs> you should totally see that movie. Are you, you, would you be you pissed my, if you're in heaven and I go to the premiere? <laughs> no, but you got to come to my grave and tell me about the movie and tell me how good it was. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'll meet you at the, what is Because you know the it's going to be, you know it's going to be good. The milkshake pool on the lesbian cloud. That's right, go. baby. You know it's going to be good. Me in a Star Wars movie, but it's not gonna, me. It's an avatar. It's a robot. It's going to be fire. All right, I want to pivot to comedy. I just don't want to be 3PO. Don't make me 3 I love 3PO, <laughs> but don't make me 3PO. Make me like Zach and Donald are gay newlyweds in house arrest. Five, six, seven, eight. Some stories about a show we made About a bunch of docs and nurses And a janitor who loved to hate I said we've got stories That you all should know Very funny episode, by the way. Hilarious you know, there's a episode. big there's a big difference between NBC and ABC. And Looks it's, great, first of all. Go ahead. Well, that that's that's fine, but it's we got a little more wholesome on ABC. NBC, we were like yeah, NBC, we were like the dark indie. You know what I mean? And we had like you know, and now we're like this, and now we're a freaking you know. I gotta say, we're, it looks we're good. We're a big studio film now. And I it, noticed started that it, off as like a gorilla. Well, one aspect of that, and maybe you're thinking of also too subconsciously, is that it looks great um, 16 by 9 and HD finally. It looks like it's really, the lighting in this episode is really pretty. And by the way, I know Sarah's supposed to look schlumpy, but how beautiful did she look the whole Gorgeous episode? Mm. Yeah, sweatpants, hair tied, chilling with no yeah. makeup on. That's when you're great. the prettiest. I hate, I hope that you don't take it wrong. Yeah. What song is that? That's Drake. You the fucking best. You the fucking, the fucking best. best. You the um, best I ever had. Best I ever had. Had. She looks, had. She looks so pretty. I mean, I, I stopped myself a couple of times to be like, wow, I know she's supposed to look like, you know, she's in her cookie pants and she's in sweatpants and she's got a bed head, but she looks gorgeous. When is the My last time you ate a dozen cookies? By the way, I, I have some cookies in my house and I... I'm trying to lose weight and get thin and get in shape. I just can't have them here, dude. I just can't have them here. What kind of cookies it's are they? They're they're gluten free homemade chocolate chip cookies, and they're thin. You know when the cookies are super thin, mm-hmm. got a little I like crunchy. that. They're crunchy, and I think they Crispy. were made like That's I think they were made like in a in a I think they were made in a pan, and then someone took like a pizza cutter and cut them into like squares. Ooh, and this sounds, uh, this sounds delicious. I really related uh, to this. I really related to this whole cookie thing because Sarah says right off the bat that um, she makes. Um, I'm sorry. Let me get to it. Ellie, she makes one point. She makes a dozen cookies, and she eats one point five cookies a day. So that the last eight days, hmm. I can't do that. Just like JD, who ate them instantly, <laughs> and then he's in the fetal position on the couch. That's me. <laughs> That's you too, Donald. I know. I fucking devour some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do it. Like if you yeah. put pe- peanut M and M's on my count on my countertop, it's just they're Ooh, not gonna last. They're not gonna be there. It just can't be in that. Can't can't be in the house. Can't right. be in the house. I want to go back to the to yeah, the let's go to the cold open. All right. Yes. Great opening walk and talk with Cox and Kelso. Yeah. It was uh, it was a wonder for a bit, and then they cut off into other things, but. Uh, Great walk and talk. And so the, it opens up and we're and the hospital doesn't have 
a cheaper medicine and things are going crazy. People are stealing things. People are doing whatever they want. As a matter of fact, the janitor is in the OR yes. uh, during surgery. Yes. Um, and uh, Chirk's like, get out of here. And he's like, let me just touch the heart. <laughs> because there's no chief of medicine. Everyone's fucking because running wild. No, yeah. Um, also, uh, one thing that was the pretending to have a phone in his ear. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so there were three callbacks in the cold open alone. The piano, uh, you with the uh, JD with the piano playing I'm No Superman. Um, yeah. And then it coming back. Uh, uh, that was... How did it come back again? No, when you know. break in the house. So G- That's right. JD, they're right. And I run in and it goes. JD has, a, JD has a piano mat that Elliot has rigged by the door as a burglar alarm. I walk in and then I accidentally play I'm No Superman. And I'm like, hmm, that's catchy. And but that's then not later, why she put it there. Yeah, for as a burglar alarm. Right, Joelle? Yes. I thought, I thought JD put it there for that. because no. She because put it of down because his... she said she was afraid of burglars. She was like, at home cooking alone. Yeah. Right. Right. So so she that's, put, she that's right. So it wasn't for Turk. It was for burglars at home. Right. But the then, right, 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 but right, right. then later they know the whole reason uh, that JD, JD has a fantasy. J, right. JD has a fantasy that Turk throws a gas a, he, a bomb yeah, in, into the apartment, kills them both. Then has his gas mask on so he can steal the cookies. Right. And then he can't even wait to get out of the house. He takes his mask off too soon, eats the cookie, and then dies himself and says, too, well, it was worth, worth it. it. Yeah. yeah. So, they, so they're sleeping at night. Elliot and JD are sleeping at night in bed. Right. And you hear a scale. And, and the scale goes <laughs> off. And Elliot goes, oh, my God, JD, someone's in the house. And JD yells, leave those cookies alone, Turk. And then, the, and then, but the funny part is that the, the scale, the, the scale goes up <laughs> and then it goes down when you get kicked out. I laughed out loud when it goes, when Turk, get out of here. <laughs> and then he's that out, but funny. then Turk really was there. He stole the cookies. He's outside eating yeah. the cookies. Which I don't think is good for your diabetes to, to eat a whole dozen cookies. Hey. I don't know much don't, as, a, know as much. a fake doctor, I but I don't think either. my stepfather has diabetes and uh, he was Have munching on sweets? He, he was munching on desserts and he's got this little alarm that you know nowadays you, you have this thing on your side and then it warns your phone if your if your insulin levels are off. That shit was beeping like hell on Mother's Day. And he was like, I don't care, I'm I'm in it to win it. No, he knew what to do, but oh. he's devouring some cookies and you hear like beep, 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 beep. Okay, this is what I don't understand. <laughs> JD and Elliot are dating. They've been yeah. dating for a week. But they, they haven't had sex. They live together, but they're not banging? That's not realistic. They, like say they're gonna, they say they're going to take it slow, but they're living together and back in love for a week, and they haven't had sexual relations. She made them cookies for God's <laughs> that sake. A, that would have been it. <laughs> sex that would have been, we would have been fucking right there. <laughs> oh, you made chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> a word? <laughs> Word. <laughs> you know what? I love you, girl. Yeah, I mean, it's not realistic. They're in bed together, sleeping, and they're a couple, and they not to mention that they've had lots of sex before, and they're not having sex. But okay. they, they say they're trying to take it slow. Okay, so the piano was the first callback. The second callback was the pretend phone. Yes. Cox is walking in the hospital. And he's acting like he's on the phone so he doesn't have to talk to Kelso. He right. puts the phone away. Okay, I'll, I'll talk to you later. They walk and talk. 
Finally, Cox gets on Kelso's nerves, and Kelso takes out his pretend flip phone and says, oh, I got to take this, and walks away. Yeah. That's a call. That was another callback. And then the janitor trying to be the doctor. He's a doctor in the OR, and then as Cox walks by him, he's still a doctor going someplace else. Yeah. This was all in the first... It was callback, 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 all in the first five minutes of the show. Yeah. That was funny. And it even starts starts with Cox going, wow, he bought it back. Yeah. Acknowledging the... the, Mm -hmm. We should mention it was directed by Gail Mancuso, who's one of... I think she won an Emmy for Modern Family, at, the, at least one. She became one of the big Modern Family directors, but uh, she was one of our favorite directors, Gail Mancuso, and written by Clarence Livingston, My Cookie Pants, season eight. We're mispronouncing endoscopy the whole episode. <laughs> Scrubs Wiki taught me, Donald. Mm-hmm. You don't say it, but every actor that says it is saying it wrong, which is not good for fake doctors. Well, Real JD fun. missed this. I think we call. I think we see endoscopy, and it's endoscopy, and mm-hmm. we're doctors. I think everybody good. says endoscopy. Even doctors say, "I'm going to go get an endoscopy." Endoscopy, if you're curious, is the correct way to say it. And all the characters in this show who are doctors say it wrong. So, real JD must have been. Tell Trevor, I'm going to still say endoscopy when I'm okay. on auditions and stuff. I feel like real JD must have been working on an actual heart that day. <laughs> okay, so well, there's a lot going on, Joe is still being classic Joe, Denise. And she says that Mr. Lawton, who's a favorite patient of JD's, is his heart disease is a buzzkill. So she's really just unrealistically horrible with her bedside manner. But she shows, she shows uh, so that she's starting to soften in early on an episode with the, with the pillow and stuff. I noticed that right away. She does use a pillow, which we're supposed to notice, but she's, I don't know, no offense to everyone who wrote this, but I just find it a little bit that she's cartoonishly rude. I don't know if she's cartoonishly rude, more as she just doesn't want to connect with the patients and she uses this as, at least that's how I looked at it. Uh, She looked at it as a, this is her defense mechanism from doing that. Right. Well, we're going to get to that when she opens up to J.D. Um, Cox uh, is offered the, the chief of medicine position. And he tells Jordan, and she's very excited. More money. She wants money. She wants the nanny to have a nanny, right? Yeah, so that she doesn't have to listen to the nanny's... Uh, uh, she doesn't want to have to talk to the nanny. Mm-hmm. Her own question. Hmm. There's another episode where she says... Something about how the nanny's mother died and she's been avoiding her all day so she doesn't have to console her. (laughs) Jordan really has a big heart. Um, Cox pretends to care about JD and Barbie being back together and JD's trying to convince himself not to fall for the trick. Don't believe him, but then he does. He's so happy to share. (laughs) And we learn that Cox is just fucking and he doesn't care. Judy Reyes is not in this episode, she as we is know. Not in this episode. As we know, in, in in season eight, everybody took at least one episode off, and Carla is has left the country. And Elliot, in a very funny monologue, Sarah says, "I know that you're." She's on the phone talking, leaving a message for Carla, and she says, "I know that your aunt did not fall out of that balloon on purpose." <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting that Carla was going through. <laughs> Things that Elliot's character would go through. I know, but so in this in the world of Scrubs, Carla went home mm-hmm. without Turk. 
She took Izzy to Chicago. Is it Chicago? That's where she's from. If she went home. She said she went out of the country, though. No, I think she went to uh, Dominican Republic. So she went to the DR. For the last time, Turk, I'm Dominican. That's how I always remember what her her ethnicity is. Mm -hmm. Um, She, but listen, in the world of Scrubs, not in the fantasy, she's gone home to investigate her aunt falling out of a balloon (laughs) and whether it was on purpose or accidental. But then she's like, but then Elliot gets upset at the answer machine because she knows that Carla would be giving her an attitude at that moment. Right. Sarah's very funny in that. Yeah, very funny. And she's asking, she, she's calling to, to because she can't come up with a way to seduce JD that night. Right. She, she, she promised him a sexy sex night, crazy sex night. Right, because they haven't had sex. They're living together and they're not banging. Oh, that's right. I forgot that piece of it. They haven't had sex. And if they're going to finally have sex, she wants to be really sexy and have it be... Uh, particularly naughty, and she says that she got in a fight with her waxer. I don't know how she got in a fight with her waxer, but she did get in a fight with her waxer, and now she has a, quote, rash on her bajingo that looks like a thousand tiny spider bites. <laughs> so the in this world, the, the waxer took revenge on Elliot um, for some conversation they had. She got mad at her and then hurt Can, her is bajingo. That, is, that, is that possible? Like, I get it if you get, like, ingrowns. So, like, right. I can't shave my face because I get, I, with a straight razor, because I get ingrown. So I have to shave it with, uh, you know, clippers and stuff like that. Electric clippers. Right. If you get waxed, you usually don't have that problem, right? Unless so you what- get waxed against the grain. Oh, and now we're learning. So so you're (laughs) telling me, Joelle, what you're saying is the waxer, because she was livid at Elliot, waxed her against the grain. That's what it sounds like. Oh, that that sounds like it hurts. Inferior wax. Yeah. Or maybe she mixed. Inferior wax. Okay. So an inferior, what is it? It breaks the hair off. We don't know. It doesn't pull it all out. It's not as like, um, so wax, you have to reach a certain temperature when you're melting it. You know what I mean? In order for to when you apply it, that you get like a smooth <laughs> rip off. So mm-hmm. if you only like partially melt and it's cool, it's not going to give you the full like rip effect, and so it'll leave like residue on your skin, and there'll be like patchy hairs and stuff. I'm gonna be honest with you. Wax waxing sounds amazing up until the rip off. It sounds like it's the best thing ever. If you have a good person doing it, it can be great. It's totally fine. It sounds like they they put like a warm massage with wax around your genitals, and then out of nowhere, yeah. I feel so bad for women that choose to do this that they have to have that experience on their labia majora. Some... You know, you get uh, when you develop a very close relationship with your waxer, it can become you know, it's just. It's a whatever experience. Like Donald, have you ever had anything waxed on your body? No. But I'm thinking about it. Do you it. think people wax their scrotums? Yes. They do. Hell yeah. They that must fucking do. hurt. You don't ever pull the hair out like from your balls or anything like that? Well, I do a little I do a little manscaping, but I don't do wax. That sounds horrible. Have you ever just reached down into your pants, twisted your no. hair, and then pulled? No. Why do you do that? What? Why would you Curiosity? do that? Curiosity? <laughs> Are you a masochist? Cry for a scene? What? <laughs> cry yeah, for you need a, a single tear. Hold on, let me just. That would work okay. if you want do the you, Denzel and Glory tear. You, you just pull out a scrotum hair. <laughs> you ever just say to somebody? Do you ever just say to somebody, "Give me a spanking"? No, not not me. Donald, what? Have you? Oh, okay. 
Wait, Donald. You, no, 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 no problems if you do. I mean, that's great. No judgment. I just want to know your truth. Wait, Donald, I have a question. Hmm. Would you ever get, if, if for the podcast, would you consider getting your scrotum uh, and taint and shaft waxed? No, because I get ingrowns. But what if we did it live on the podcast for entertainment for the for the guests, yeah, let's for live the, the listeners? Just a single uh, No, not video, just audio. Uh, yeah. In the words of Randy Jackson, that's a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about your anus? What about your between your cheeks? Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. All right. I was trying to make some good uh, some good entertainment for the listeners. That's not entertainment. That's freaking torture. All I you're saying I- is, look, what we want to do, y'all, is we're going to torture Donald and we're going to laugh at this motherfucker getting all No, I would do it too. I would do it too. I'm saying that for our listeners, because we love them so much, Wait, hold we, on. Could, we could bring the, we bring the Zoom recorder to a waxer and we'd both get our, our Zach, I've seen how balls. hairy I've seen how hairy you are. I'm not that hairy. What are you talking about? In your crack area? Oh, no, nobody. <laughs> he just lifted his shirt. Okay. Somebody's hairy. working out. Somebody yeah, got bro. tan too. Good. Bro, I've been doing the cold plunge too. Cold plunge sauna, cold plunge sauna. Where are you doing that at? At Andrew Watts' house. And oh, you do fifteen okay. you do fifteen minutes in the sauna, two minutes in like thirty-nine degree water, and then fifteen minutes in the sauna, and then two minutes in the cold plunge again, and you feel so good. You feel high on life, and it also increases your metabolism and has all these other benefits. Oh shit. You want to join me? I'm going to try and I'm going to, you can come sometime. Very I got cool. up to two minutes, dude, in the That's water. Great. You got to take your mind to a really Zen place. You have to quiet your brain down and you focus on your breath. Remember Johnny C was talking about it. Mm-hmm. I sent Johnny C a video of my first attempt and he, he just berated me. He's like, what Where the hell? I sent him a video and I was panicked. It was my first time. And you panic the first time because it's, it's tough. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? Who the hell is advising you? It was like Cox. It was like Cox and JD. He was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Don't send me this shit. You got to come to my house and I'm going to show you how to do it. And I was like, dude, no notes on take one, bro. I'm trying to- <laughs> we should take a break. We'll be right back after these words. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it your priority. Therapy personally for me has helped me a lot focus on my goals. And you've heard me talk on the podcast of the whole idea of whiteboarding and manifesting and, and really getting clear with myself what I want to accomplish in my life and where I want to set my sights. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RealFriends. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. 
So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Daylight savings time is starting up again for most states. The goal? To give everyone more daylight from March through November. By setting clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that. ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash realfriends. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash real friends. Once again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash real friends. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Eat these balls, Zach. Eat these balls, Zach. And we're back. All right. Back into the show. Scrubs. So Kelso warns Cox that it's not easy to be the chief of medicine. Yeah. And Cox gets cold feet. Yes. Just before the act break. Yeah. And decides, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I take it back. Yeah. He went, He tells him, everyone's going to hate you. Um, it's an extraordinary amount of work and, and added to your already insane amount of work. Plus, you have a family. And also, the bonus, the cherry on top, is that everyone in this hospital will hate you. And Cox, who was really liking the idea and the honor and, you know, uh, the status, the, the uh, I'm sure the raise of, um, of the position, totally gets cold feet. Kelso gets in his head. Uh, the other thing that happens before the act break is that J.D. tells Joe that she's not a good doctor. Well, let's go back and say why he tells her this. Okay, sorry, you're right. Uh, there's a whole thing about um, – uh, she orders an endoscopy, said correctly, mm. on uh, Mr. Lawton. And JD's like, no, that's a very painful procedure. The man's is totally, what the hell's wrong with you? And she's like, who cares if it causes him pain? We got to do the fucking test kind of attitude. And JD's like, that's not my vibe. I like the guy and I'm, I don't want to hurt him. And um, he really gives it to her, he fucking rails into her and says, if you can't fucking learn well, she to she goes and does it anyway. Yes, sorry, she says right. she. He says I don't want you to do it, and she does it anyway. Right, and then he steps to her and says some pretty harsh things. Yeah, and is about to. It's about to. He's he's telling her, "You're going to regret this day that you crossed me. You should have. You know." He's giving her the whole monologue about, you know, 
about how he's right and she's wrong for doing what she's done. And someone comes up to uh, Denise and says, you know, good catch with the endoscopy. That was a smart thing to do there. Endoscopy, yeah. Right. Like I said, endoscopy. (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, and JD has to eat uh, crow. Yes, he does. And he, and he, and he, he's very, uh, well, he, did you get very apologetic? He's very, did he get to what? Well, did you get to the part where he, she realizes that she has stomach cancer? Yeah. Well, that's the, when the, and 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 shit, now I'm confused. You just hit, you, you just hit DOS and doscopy. And when the endoscopy, uh, <laughs> this fucking guy, this fucking when guy, it, what you trying to get into one day or soon? What you trying to do? Well, it reveals that the that the man has cancer, stomach cancer. Right. So Joe actually saved his fucking life, and JD looks like an idiot because, um, you know, he 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 really was he was being too sensitive. He was he was looking out for the man's feelings as opposed to doing the the correct by the book test. So, so Joe's hardness, her, her coldness, I should say, um, actually ended up saving this man's life because, uh, you know, she's the polar opposite of JD, and um, and in, in, in the in the end, he'll admit that that they both actually could learn something from one another. And Elliot has now recruited uh, Turk to help her with her sexy night. Yeah, I guess that's the way to put it with JD. But I was thinking though, when that when I watched it, I was like, well, who else would she go to? Who else is going to know? I know, but it is JD? funny when she's like, help me plan. What would JD want for his sexiest night? But don't you Turk think tries Turk to would walk know away? Turk Not really. Would know like that you right wouldn't, you wouldn't know what I would want for my sexiest night. I'm sure for your sexiest night, yeah. Zach. Yeah, you probably could figure it out. You probably could figure it out. Come on, bro. All right, don't talk about it. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to say shit. I'm not going to say these bowls, Zach. All I would want is this. Eat these bowls, Zach. Oh, my way. How funny is it? This is the hardest I laughed this whole episode. When the janitor's talking about his grandpa and how his grandpa said to him, he said, quote, janitor. So the janitor's grandpa calls him janitor. Yeah. (laughs) Called him janitor. When he was a kid. Well, he calls him janitor because he's not dead yet. He's upstairs. Right. That's funny too. But he goes, janitor. Or no, I think that's his dad that's upstairs. Yeah. Janitor. This is his grandpa. Janitor. Pop, pop, no, ta- it's his dad. It's his grandpa. That's upstairs. Well, he's pop, not dead. Pop. Yeah, he's not dead. Wow. Neil Flynn's grandpa's alive. That's a that's gotta be an older In fellow. The show. Okay. No, I'm saying the janitor's grandfather is probably up there. The janitor's grandfather isn't in the building. That dude is dead, man. He's making this shit up. Oh, okay, got it. Come on, bro. Guys, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. All right, so wait. So but anyway, the point is, Janitor, every time an angry woman storms out, another one storms in. And right. then he, 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 he shows that. that in the, yeah. And he, then and then he says, um, and then of course, Jordan walks in super pissed off, and he's Janitor's proud of himself, and he says, that one's for you, Pop Pop. And he points to the sky, when, meaning heaven, and then he says to JD, I believe, he's not dead. He's upstairs. Dying. Dying. <laughs> <laughs> I love that there's a freaking Rocky Three moment. What's that? When Jordan steps to Cox and gives him the pep talk. There's that one. And then also when, when Kelso steps to Cox also, and he has to admit that he's afraid. Yeah. That's Rocky like a motherfucker. Rocky Three. 
he's dodging around all of these reasons why he doesn't want to do it. I want to be liked. I want all of this stuff. I don't want all of this stuff. I don't want this. I don't want this. Well, what is it? We've got this. We've got this. We've got this. But what we don't have, Rock, is we don't have the truth. I'm afraid. Oh. You want to hear me say it? I'm afraid. That's Rocky that's- three. Rocky three. Uh, well, there you go. And that's what Cox has. Yeah, he's afraid. He's not, it's not, it has nothing to do with anything else. It has nothing to do with the fact that the money is more. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's not competent. It has nothing to do with the fact that people are going to hate him. It has nothing to do with any of that. Like it has for everybody who makes excuses when success is at the front door and you're scared to fucking open it. And he's having that moment that we all have. And he's lucky to have, that's what's great about television is that he's lucky to have people around him that'll support him and make sure that he doesn't fall on his face when he take when he starts this big adventure. And yep. it's really fucking, it's really, that's, in watching the show, I was like, wow, would Scrubs have done it like this before? Like, how would have we gotten all the way to here before? Because this way it seemed really wholesome, you know what I mean? Mm. And it seemed wrapped up in a nice little bow and everything like that. And we've, and and before we got to ABC, it felt like on NBC, Nothing was ever wrapped up in a in a nice little bow. I disagree with you. There were so many nice, sweet wrapped up bows at the end of. But episodes. it always in, there, it, there was always some form of tragedy in, in in order to get to that. You know what I mean? And this one, the dude doesn't die. He has stomach cancer. You've guys caught it. You know what I mean? Uh, well, we don't know if he lives. We 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 diagnosed as it. of as of right now. He's alive. Uh, Cox got the job. Everything's pretty hunky-dory. You come home to a perfect night Wait, of- you're going too fast. So JD has an intervention with Joe, or at least a heart-to-heart, and he calls her the mayor of crazy town, and she she says, stop doing that. I, you know, She finally kind of, again, I guess in your analogy, has a bit of a rocky moment, and she says, I want to be pushed to be better. Stop, stop. You know, she said, I don't, I'm very good at the nuts and bolts. I, I know- how to diagnose. I know how to to do the, the science. I just don't, I don't feel comfortable with the bedside manner. And I'm and I, I don't want you to stop pushing me. She finally blurts out. And JD points out in a in a really sweet montage that every doctor has their flaws. Cox is is getting in his is constantly getting in his own way. Elliot, and we cut to him doing that. Elliot is fighting all of her neurosis, and we see her doing that. And JD says, um, that you know, he he wants to he wanted to spare a patient a painful procedure uh, that actually ended up diagnosing him with cancer that could save his life. So he cares too much, and then she says, uh, "I'm the kind of the dude, and you're the chick, or something yeah, like that." Yeah. That's what she says. Yeah. And he goes, "I'm not really getting that that simile, Joe." At least we we see a glimmer that Joe is going to maybe turn the corner. I mean. A spoiler alert. <laughs> She'll be back season nine. Yeah. What about the Todd thing? Um, Elliot's knocking on the door of the surgical, of the <laughs> operating room. And Todd says, if it doesn't hurt you, you're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meaning <laughs> about sex. I don't know what yeah. that means, but it's, I guess, I guess Todd doesn't have sex that doesn't hurt. I mean, it hurts so good. It, it hurt. <laughs> wait, hold on. It hurts so good sounds like – that's a term that's used all the time, isn't it? Oh, it hurts so good. I know, that's but what, Todd – That's what we, Kelly LeBrock says in Weird Science. 
We learn one more thing about Todd in that he doesn't feel sexually satisfied unless he's in pain. This must be a lot of hair pulling. <laughs> or maybe, Ooh. you know those um, people put those clamps on nipples? I bet Todd's into that. Hmm. No judgment, Todd. No judgment. Okay, now, Car, I got to tell you, I got goosebumps. If you're going to put on Josh Radin's song, I'd rather be with you. I, I want to be, be bold. I need to jump in the cold. cold I need to, no, I need to. I want to be bold. Need to jump in the cold water. Want to grow older with a girl like you. Daniel, will you remind me? Let's put that song at the end of the show, since Josh Radin will allow us to. No problem. And uh, and I'll do one of my old school talk ups to it. Is that the expression, yeah. Daniel? A talk up? Yeah, you're talking up to the end. To the end. Yeah, remind me to talk up the Josh Radin song. Okay. I haven't talked up a song in so long, Daniel. Excited. Um, so Cox is afraid. Uh, we covered that. Um, Kelso has to. Oh, oh, that was sweet. So the combination of Josh Radin's song and Kelso telling Cox that he's the one who recommended him that gave me like full body goosebumps. I thought that well, was so sweet. Yeah, you know what? And and you, that was the one thing I did see coming. I knew, and for some reason, maybe it's because the way it played out. I saw that coming. I was the one that freaking, I'm the one that put the, the recommendation in. I'm the one that said you could do this. I saw that coming. What I didn't see coming was him trying to deter him from taking the job. I didn't see that coming. I saw, I saw, I skipped all of the middle part and jumped right to the end. You know what I mean? Um, well, and I, also we reveal that they're kind of becoming friends. Uh, right. Which is a sweet moment when Cox is declared the new chief and Jordan is so happy and they hug and then you pull out to reveal that, that Kelso's trying to join the hug, which was yeah, like a very, J, very JD thing. Too soon. Yeah, it's too soon. And also Turk he asked cry. him- We you, find out Turk cries during sex. Yeah, we do. That, I skipped that. Yeah, you, you that's Not what me. sets up- Not me, Turk. Have you ever cried during sex? There's no shame in climaxing, Donald. No, I've never cried during sex. To, to quote the TV show Scrubs, there's That's, no shame in climaxing. Look, let's put that, well, I'm put this out there right now. If I'm having sex with somebody and they start crying, I'm going to stop having sex with them. No, I think I think the implication That's is- That's 100. No, I think in this in the show, Carla reports that you cry from probably just being in love or you cry from, um, you know, you're so moved- that you, you climax. <laughs> That's what sets the Todd up to say. What happens is Elliot yells through the operating room window. Carla says that you cry sometimes. And then you're embarrassed. And then no, Todd not says. Me. Turk. Not me. Turk. And then Turk's embarrassed. Oh, my God. Shut up. We're Turk's embarrassed. And then the Todd says, if it doesn't hurt, you're not doing it right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love Rob Maschio. He's the man. So do I. I miss, miss that guy. So uh, we have a special guest, uh, Joel, right? We do have a guest. I don't know if they're here yet. Okay. You see the outtakes with Neil at the end of the show? No, what happened? He does the whole pop pop speech. He goes, he's he not does? upstairs. Yeah, he's not, he's not, he's upstairs. He does one like that. And he goes, he's not dead. He's upstairs on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> They, cho they chose the best one, I bet, because up yeah. he's, not, he's not dead. He's upstairs. Long pause. Dying. Dying, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'll read it some more trivia for you. Um, the amount of sugar in the cookies Turk stole would likely harm him pretty bad due to his diabetes. Mr. Cookie Pants was the name of the puppet owned by Dr. David Norris in the episode My White Whale. It's Chris Maloney, right? Chris mm, Maloney? Yes, Chris Maloney. Yeah. Chris yeah, Maloney, that's who it is. Dr. Kelso says he's been rocking his muffin slacks since he retired, even though he had never before uh, been seen wearing them. Uh, and we've seen him after he's retired. So that's what Scrubs Wiki has to say about this episode. Oh, and our, and our friend uh, Aaron, who was uh, a background person for many, many, many episodes, plays Nurse Papson, the one who comes and says, uh, good catch. Aaron got a line. Aaron if you, is in many, many, many episodes of Scrubs and was, a, was and background. is a very nice woman. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we have a special guest for you. You're going to be very excited. I'm so excited. Fuck, fuck your sound effects machine. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix sleep mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy... Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I dot com. And we're back in my best Oprah. Do you know how many people, babies that were latching just on latch? 
Well, if they unlash, they unlash with a smile on their face because they know. Um, are you? Um, are you, you are playing? Now uh, sitting back with. Are the you suit? playing Zelda? I am not playing Zelda yet. Daniel, how's Zelda? Incredible. It's your favorite game. <laughs> it's really up there. It's really, really up there. They made Breath of the Wild even better, which is like hard to oh, imagine. Oh, that's great. That's why well, it's incredible. Was so high. And that, and that, and now I'm about to go smoke a blunt and fucking play Zelda. Oh, really? I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy. Are you going to pair the blunt with Zelda? Well, I'm going to pair the bong hit with Zelda. I take that okay. back. I'm going to go okay. smoke. I'm going to do a bong hit and right. go play Zelda. Enjoy. Okay. Um, Hopefully my then, kids don't get home from school before I... Uh, they ruin all your fun. They fucking take all of the fun out of everything. <laughs> don't they? What a great advertisement for having children. <laughs> you want to get high? Don't have kids. My friend was over... Uh, uh, yesterday, and I was just tossing my dog's favorite toy in the pool, and the dog was leaping into the pool and swimming, and it was so fun. And and he is a very young child, and I said, "This is it, right? This is what being a parent is, right? You just toss the ball, and they jump in the water and smile." And he's like, "Yeah, it's just that easy." <laughs> he's like, "He's like, have you ever been up at four forty-five? Do you know what four forty-five a.m. looks like?" <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, a very special guest, Dr. Brick, a.k.a. Dr. Penis. Let him in. Dr. Penis, everybody. There hey. he is. What up? Hey. Welcome back, Doc. Uh, Dr. Darren Brick. Let me ask Dr. you a question. Brick. No, wait. Yeah, Brick yeah. is a great name for a penis doctor. I'm just going to put it out there. Why? <laughs> Well, you welcome the, man in. welcome the man in before you make a sex joke. He's I'm letting just him say saying, hi. hey, Dr. Darren Brick, love your name. Hey, hey. <laughs> How's it going? Do- thank you. Dr. Thank Brick, you. thanks for coming back on. You know, I, w- I was thinking, I was told Joelle that I was thinking like, what you 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 were so valuable to to the podcast last time you came on. And I think we should, I'm sure not everyone heard that episode and we should have you back on because- you know, men need to get their shit checked out, their their prostates and and everything. And we could do a public oh, yeah. service here on Fake Doctors and remind men to get their prostates checked. Now, you just got your prostate checked, right, Zach? I'm having some prostate issues, too. And that's probably what inspired me to have you on. Yeah. I actually, like Donald, anything that happens to me, I think I'm dying and I have cancer. And I, I think I've been diagnosed with prostatitis. Okay. Um, which means I, with no with no infection or anything, the doctor just told me I just have to. It's all stress related. He said very people with stress and people who do tons of stuff and and uh, are, are mm-hmm. he said he said med students get it all the time that you can get an inflammation in the prostate. Can you can you weigh yeah. in on this? I don't have any infection. He tested for that. Good. Yeah. I mean, that would be the first thing. I actually wrote a review paper on like prost- chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain in men. So I, Oh, you're the perfect person for this. Yeah. Um, there's right before you uh, answer, I just wanted to say to to men, I I also wanted to just share, I want to talk about prostate cancer and making sure men get checked, but I also want to do a public service for our audience because I bet there's a lot of men out there who have felt this feeling. And the feeling is that you always have to pee. And I of course went to, Oh my God, I have some sort of tumor and I'm dying. But when I got it checked out, I I believe I have a, a chronic prostatitis after a lot of uh, going to a lot of doctors, but I thought that you could maybe speak to people um, about what are the symptoms of this and 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 what the hell you can do because it doesn't seem to me like you can do much. For sure, um, there are things that you can do that have that have like successful treatment outcomes, which I'm happy to talk about. I think to start, I'll definitely I'll say 
men in general are loath to go to doctors for not just urologists, you know, primary care, mental health, everything else in between. And, you know, I think there's some sort of manliness that people think, or you're too busy, you know, or you make an appointment and a doctor's appointment is six months into the future. Mm. And it's like, who can even think that far into the future because doctors, you know, the schedules are so packed. Um, but it's super important. There's no reason to suffer, you know, even you're not, you don't have cancer, but even quality of life issues, things that we, that I manage specifically are mostly quality of life, erectile dysfunction, penile curvature, low testosterone. None of those things are necessarily going to kill you, but you know, they make your life better if you can treat them from a chronic pelvic pain, chronic prostatitis. I, you know, I, I see it in a lot of young people who've been treated with antibiotics for years and turns out you don't really have an infection. Your urinary symptoms, you know, the first thing we would want to do is get your history and see there can be behavioral things that you're doing, drinking, drinking a lot of liquids in general, make you pee more, but drinking alcohol, a lot of alcohol specifically, a lot of coffee, coffee um, will do it. or caffeinated beverages really yeah. about, can, can irritate the bladder. So even, even like two cups a day, I would say two is probably because I cut booze. Nah, I cut booze already. You can do you, two yeah. cups a day. Will make will send you to the bathroom yeah. too. That's also, real talk. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sure. He, he's not talking about. He's talking about the the irritation of the prostate being yeah. caused by caffeine, right? But then I'm in more of the bladder, you know, because the bladder and prostate are are in proximity. You know, like constipation can also cause it because the rectum is right behind that. So patients have issues with constipation. We manage that. So those, these the first things we usually talk about are behavioral stuff that you can do that have no risk and minimal cost um, and probably boost your health if you're, you know, cutting down. What about, what about ejaculation? Cause I was told that ejaculating often helps it. And, and, and um, uh, <laughs> don't you ruin this for me, doc. Don't you Donald, ruin this for me. Donald's going to go tell Casey that he has prostatitis. So don't you fuck this up. It. You can't hurt it. But the pro- there are a lot of people who have this chronic prostatitis who, when they ejaculate have severe pain. So Ooh, and that's no. one of the symptoms. And that sucks, you know, if it's going to hold that. you back from that. I don't know. I don't know that God willing. Doc. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. So from for for chronic prostatitis, there's no one treatment like take this pill, do this thing and you'll feel better. It's more based on the symptoms that you have. So, for instance, if you have, you know, um, if you have pain in the like suprapubic perineum, like between the balls and anus or ball pain or like groin pain, that kind of thing. Um, there are so many pelvic muscles that have to work in conjunction to help you pee, to help you ejaculate, to help you have bowel movement that they can get over active and cause a lot of pain, cause difficulty urinating, cause difficulty pooping and, um, you know, and, and other urinary issues. So the first thing that we usually recommend is, um, pelvic floor physical therapy. Or even you can look on YouTube and Google to have like pelvic floor relaxation techniques. Um, that has a lot of good data behind it. And do you do you agree with uh, my doctor that this is often brought on by stress? Yeah, that was going to be my my second thing. Was there's a you know if if all the the thing about these symptoms is that eventually they pass. If they didn't, then all of these young people, men and women, also have chronic pelvic pain related to stress. Um, and mental health, you know, issues and other kind of just pelvic floor issues. But if these didn't get better, then we would, that would be the only thing we'd see in our office these days. And what goes to say that 
you know, people who have severe stress, if they're a medical student, for instance, and they're going through their tough rotations and they have chronic pelvic pain, after a while, once they either manage their um, stress, depression, anxiety, though that can also help. So seeing a mental health professional. Yeah, I got treated that covered. Potentially for, yeah, that was a great episode. The other thing he recommended was a prostate massage, and I didn't really uh, notice any benefits from it. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily, you know, urologist, primary care doc, whoever it was that you saw, like, that's not necessarily our area of expertise, but pelvic floor physical therapists, that's, I don't, I'm actually not, I've never actually seen what they do, but I've sent many patients to them. And it's like any physical therapy with any other muscle or joint. What do you do? Using. What's the, what you tight? Like, what do you, what, you use like a Kegel, like a Is woman it does? Kegels? It's the Ke- opposite Ke- of Kegels. Actually, so, so if you you're doing out? Kegels, I would, I would, because Kegels are all about like contracting those muscles to hold in. Um, okay. And it, that's what's causing the problem. It's all about Got relaxation it. techniques. Got so it. I think it's, it's massage. Um, and these people, these, these physical therapists are, are well trained in managing this. Mm. Um, oh, they, this, and, this prostatitis and sp- specifically? Yeah, or, yeah. I, I, I think the the medical term that we use is, for urologists is chronic prostatitis slash chronic pelvic pain in men. And you want to obviously you will have infection. That's what your doctor did. Some people will have had antibiotics. It's like, yeah, the pain goes away when I take the antibiotics, but then it comes back. But there's probably a placebo. Maybe yeah, I think it's a placebo yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so it's that it's mental health um, ish, um, management. Then there's always, there are medications if you're having difficulty peeing, you know, as men get older, prostate gets bigger, can get in the way. And Flomax, there are, there's one called Flomax, right? Yeah, Flomax is, is, a, is a classic. Obviously, there are side effects to all medications and don't take it without being prescribed by your doctor. Yes, of course we want to say that. I have I have a question. And yes, go ahead. A question for, no, we can switch off price to okay. Thank you for answering that. Donald, your no, question yeah. for Dr. Your question for Dr. Penis. Go ahead. My question for you, I have a couple of questions. My first question is can chronic masturbation cause decent desensitization in penis? No. I don't think desensitization's a word. What's the word? Desensitization? No, yeah. there's ways to masturbate to like in a behavioral way to learn how to last longer edging that kind of thing but edging he recommended he just he just prescribed edging match it, ma- edge it. yeah that's how you get it ready yeah <laughs> exactly but Doctor, when i'm about to hit yeah. the stage when i'm about to hit the <laughs> stage i Let's can't say, go out i can't go out there i can't go out there normal i gotta doc, edge it a little bit doctor <laughs> Dr. Penis, let's say there was a, th- a theoretical 50-year-old man whose libido was only increasing. Is that yeah. is that normal? I think so. I think, you know, the there's all these talks of testosterone getting lower as you get older. But, I mean, first well, of all, that's, here's a, here's that's a, on the population size. We're talking right. to one person. So here's, know, here's, here's a question. Can, yeah. if you over, can you over-masturbate to the point where it it's tired? In, in a meaning, day, meaning. like at a time, or in, like I think, yeah, I think. No, like in where, a matter of time, like let's say, yeah, when you, you masturbate when, you, when, like, for when like, nothing comes out, when like, let's air, say you when ma- you hold shoot. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let's say you masturbated for like a year, yeah. every day, <laughs> two to three, maybe four times a day. I'm not mm. saying this is me. Oh, I'm saying, yeah. but let's say you did this. <laughs> yeah, right. Is there curiosity? A, I'm just asking for, <laughs> for a friend. For a friend. For a friend. <laughs> is there a poss- Is it possible that? Your penis just is like, I can't fuck with you no more. 
I don't I think, gonna, think so, but I happen. think that you would be ha- it would be hard to then orgasm without the thing that you're masturbating with, which I think it tends to happen in there in in people in general. Like you're masturbating in I don't know a certain way with a certain lotion, but then when you're trying to have penetrative intercourse with someone else, it's not the same. Yeah, not so. the same. That's desensitization. Um, that's that's what I was wondering. Uh, okay, because you hear about you hear about young adults now who yeah. are so into porn and stuff like that. And all of a sudden sex isn't as enjoyable because they've masturbated for so long. This is, this is real. Yeah. I've, I've heard, I've heard of these yeah, things as well. Absolutely. I was just at a uh, sexual medicine conference and there was a whole talk on pornography and that kind of thing. And, what we can do about it and you know nothing don't do anything don't do anything erectile dysfunction <laughs> in young in in young men how if you know if healthy guys you know possibly related to possibly related to stress anxiety but always also possibly related to that so can you uh complete this debate for us we were having a little debate on the last episode that there are certain types oh, of penis doctors yes I'm glad there's the shaft that. doctor yeah. there's the tip doctor there's the yeah. ball doctor there's the tank and doctor. i told him that you yeah. you urologists are in charge of tip all the way through your urinary tract balls shaft taint everything right yeah are there people that just specialize in, in taint in taint and 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 do they have and do they have limited work <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. People who oh! specialize. No, but urologists cover from the kidneys through where the urine drains, like the ureter, the bladder, and really next to the kidneys too, like they don't have to like the adrenal gland and whatever else is in that area. And bladder, prostate, and then all genitals. So male not, and female genitals. Not the liver though. Oh, I have a question. Not the liver. It, but doesn't that have some like the kidneys filter also, but doesn't the liver filter water and all yeah. that stuff as well kidneys do they filter the blood and make mm. the urine liver mm. has uh with alcohol and they also right. have other kind of medications and foods doctor you cover women or does a gynecologist cover this aspect of women's health so we overlap in so gynecologists deal with childbirth and cancers of the gynecologic tract but there are also urogynecologists who deal with urinary issues for mm. women but there are also female urologists who deal with urinary issues for women. And we often work in conjunction or at one hospital, they may have a urogynecologist at another hospital, they have a female urologist, um, but they'll end up dealing with like overactive bladder, female incontinence, other kind of urinary issues um, under the female side, but also women have kidney stones, women get bladder cancer. So I see women as well, but to talk about specializing, there are like, I'm, completing a men's health fellowship. So that deals with all of men's health. So everything with the penis, scrotum, testicles, urethra, prostate, but you know, and so. Doc, is, there way, to, is there a way to grow? You asked your, him this last time. Stop. Right, you know, I, was, I, was, I was hoping for a different answer. No, he's got the same answer. Uh, doc, let's get it serious. Do you recommend waxing your balls? Is there any benefits to waxing one's balls? To get the what? hair off? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever you want. <laughs> okay, because okay, we were going to do a we special episode where waxing. Donald gets his. Yeah, we, we were, were going to do it. We were going to do a special episode where Zach was going to. Where get Donald his stuff gets waxed. his. Okay, 
Uh, jokes aside, I do want to do one bit of public service announcement. Last time you were on, we did this. We want to convince men that they should t- definitely have their prostate examined for cancer. I know a lot of men avoid this because it doesn't sound um, pleasurable, um, it, uh, but it must be done. Doc, will you just speak to our audience a little bit about the age and uh, that they should yeah. start doing it? And is it every year? And, and, and what's the doctor looking for? Um, yeah, so in regards to prostate cancer, it's usually in middle-aged to middle-aged men who are healthy. So really the, from the ages 55 to 70 are the main time frame where you'd want to get checked. If you're checked a little earlier with the PSA, which is a blood test that helps to see your risk of prostate cancer, um, but it's not a perfect test. It can be elevated for a number of other non-cancer related reasons, which is why seeing a doctor and talking about your risk of prostate cancer, if you had a family history, if you have other cancer risk in your family, um, or if you're curious and want to get checked, it's worthwhile to check. And at the same time as doing that, that blood test, the PSA, um, often you'll have a prostate exam, which is a finger in the butt, feeling the prostate, yeah, man, feeling for abnormalities. You know, what's, what's, what's interesting is I've been getting prostate exams since I was in my 30s. I'm in my yeah. 40s now. Um, and it was by choice. You know what I mean? Uh, I didn't necessarily want the fingers in my butt, but, you know. You were I, nervous. I'm thorough, though. Like, for real, I yeah, try yeah. to be as thorough as possible. You know what I mean? And we that doesn't, But that doesn't mean that does, that's the other crazy thing. So, like, here's the other thing. Like, you could go years and years and years, and you're going to the doctor every year or every six months, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, shit just shows up. That's how it works. Yeah. But that's the thing about prostate cancer, because a lot of our guidelines these days are doing le- like it's important to be checked, but maybe every year is too much. Maybe every year causes too much anxiety. There's the opposite effect of you're having anxiety to get checked, but if you get checked too much, you know, you're really, um, is there a benefit? So I think some, some docs would say, right, you're 55, you had your PSA, it's quote unquote normal or low. We'll check it again next year. If it's the same, then maybe we check in, Two years. I thought the excuse me, doctor. I thought that I thought the age to start checking was younger than you're recommending. So for colonoscopy, I think, oh, I think I, you're thinking colonoscopy, man. That dropped. That dropped tremendously. Like oh, almost. That's what Chadwick Boseman had, right? Yeah. A, a colon cancer. Yeah. Okay, so what? So you, what is your recommendation um, for when men should start getting prostate exams for uh, prostate cancer right. a, annually? I would say if you have no cancer risk and you know you're not you're you are want to follow what our guidelines are 55 and you're otherwise healthy. Like you're not going to die within five years. Cause there are, if, if that's the case, then prostate cancer, the thing about prostate cancer is it's very slow growing. So people can, you know, a lot of people die. Like prostate cancer is a top killer of men in regards to cancer, but there are a lot of people who have prostate cancer who die from something else because they could have something that is clinically insignificant. So you have to weigh the risks and benefits of, screening and treating. I don't understand so, why. I mean, this is granted from a hypochondriac who's not a doctor. I don't understand yeah. the problem. You're going for your annual physical. You're 47, yeah. 48 years old. Why not say, oh, and please check my prostate? Insurance, baby. No. Yeah, no, but there's a benefit. He doesn't charge more to put his finger inside you. Well, yeah, look, I, th- I, I got my colonoscopy early and, yeah. and colonoscopy I did. Is different. I did. I, he was like, well, you know, you're only 42, 43 you know, it's supposed to be 45, but we'll see. But, but that you know, involves putting you under in a whole thing. This is just a finger in your butt. What is yeah. I, I don't understand the difference between the age and putting is, people so, under and stuff like that. 
colonoscopy is they're looking colonoscopy is they right they put you to sleep they look through your whole colon the large intestine um for cancer prostate exam is the the prostate is right in front of the rectum so if you put your finger in you can feel part of the prostate not all of it so that's why it's part of the test if it if it's positive that's concerning we would say you should probably have a biopsy if it's negative then we say you know it's reassuring but doesn't doesn't tell us the whole story that's why you have the the PSA there's a whole algorithm of of oh, so what you're saying to, is uh, screen for these things. But what you're saying is you I, can what you're digitally feeling is is not the whole picture, right? You're only it's like a peach, right? And you're only like right. feeling like a, a portion of the peach. Exactly. What if my but cancer's on the other side of the peach, doc? That's the point. But it tends to be the part that you're feeling is the part that has cancer most of the time. So oh. you feel which is why it's become that way. What I would say is, you know, you're 47, you go into the doctor and you say, Hey, like, I'm curious about this. What do you know? Doctor will tell you risks and benefits of treatment and you may get a PSA and maybe if your PSA is super low, that bodes well for your future. Hey, you don't need another one for until you're, you know, for five years because, and, but if you get one at 47 and it's higher than what it should be for a 47 year old, again, there are ranges. When you look at your labs for, for certain tests, it will tell you what's normal, but it's not always normal, abnormal. It may depend on what your age is, which is kind of like for this. Um, and then we may say, all right, you're only 47. We got your PSA. It's a little high. Let's check it against the year. Got it. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix sleep mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the Body app and just follow along day by day. 
before most people are even out of bed. I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. I have another question. One more question. Yeah. So we have to let the doctor go. Yeah, but with he's got taints to check. What I'm finding is that with age, you have more of a chance of you know getting you know diseases and stuff like that as you get older, Mm -hmm. right? Is it because? Okay, so my question is: Is it because of you've lived longer, or is it because your body all of a sudden now doesn't? You know what I mean. The longer you live, the the more. You you know what I mean. The longer you live, the more. Uh, the more possibilities of things are going to happen to you. Yeah, right. Is that the case or is it the case of as you get older, your immune system, your body breaks down and so therefore there's a possibility of these things right. coming through? You know what I mean? That's a, that's a really good question that I definitely don't have the like expertise on aging to know. But what I would imagine it's a combination because in the first thing, there, your cells are constantly regenerating, constantly regenerating. And when there are mistakes that are made, when they divide, there are other cells that are like saying like, no, you're mutated, like you're dead. Right. Bye, bye. Kill but, you. Then, bye. but then there are some that then get through and that's when cancer forms. And my, what I imagine is that over time, maybe that risk increases or it's happened so much that something, the cells that, you know, that monitor those things aren't working as well. Um, and your risk of getting X, Y, and Z cancer increases. Um, and then on top of that, your body, yeah, just starts to break down. It's crazy. I think that that's, aging is, it makes no sense. <laughs> and people, there is so much out there on all these theories of how to decrease aging, how to improve memory, diets, certain medications, like reusing them from one that were made for one thing to do for another thing. Um, there is, it's like, this is what I would say. There's like so much, there's so much we know in medicine and there's still so much more, even more that we don't know. And that one I think is, is a mystery. Yeah. That, well, that's, that is a mystery. I want to thank you, Dr. Brick for your time. Yeah. Uh, I, I really I really uh, hope, uh, joking aside, that uh, even if this gets a handful of people to make sure they get checked, uh, will we'll have made a difference. So, yeah. So, thank you so much for. No, I'm, for I'm your, so happy. You know, I'm as, so happy as to be here. we we really appreciate when you come on. As much as we like to joke around and stuff, and yeah. get all of the dick it jokes out of the way, it gets, gets silly, silly sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes we really do appreciate because you do have a lot of information that a lot of people out there need to hear. Yeah, and, and I don't and I don't think a lot of men ask these questions. You know, Donald and I are both a bit of hypochondriacs uh, who who are blessed to have good insurance so we can bother our doctors. Exactly. But and a we lot got of a men, podcast where we have doctors that come yeah. on. Thank <laughs> and we were also on a, and we were also on a doctor's show for a decade. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, well, but a lot of people are in the situation so I, I wanted to provide a, a hopefully a public service and just educate people a little bit who need to hear it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say just two things. I First of all, I love doing this when my, I love being on with you guys, but I love answering medical questions when my friends and family ask me medical questions and apologize. I'm like, this is not, there's nothing to apologize for. This is what I'm good at. This is what I, I do for a living and I enjoy it. Um, so it's a pleasure to be here and I'm, I'm 
love spending time with you guys. Um, and the second thing is today is actually my wife's birthday. Happy Amanda. birthday, Amanda. Um, and I wanted to just give her a shout out and tell her how much I love her. And she's the best. Aww. And um, Wow. Yeah. You're, you're such a so, sweet Amanda. What a catch you got here. I mean, you the guy's good. handsome. He knows everything Look, about a taint there is to know. I'm just saying yeah, exactly. he looks at he looks at penises all day and comes home to you. Yes. You special. <laughs> yes. <Amanda. laughs> he doesn't choose any of those. He passes he by all those penises. All that penis. Think about it. He walks by all those dicks and comes home to you. And comes home to you. <laughs> to you. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Dr. Brick. Thanks so much. Thank you, Daniel. Love you. Joelle, you're the best. Hope you guys have a beautiful week. Audience, we love you. What about Donald, me, bro? I'm getting to you. I'm saving the best for last. No, because you, you're going to end. Okay, yeah. Okay, you're, messing yeah. The to- you're messing up the talk up. I don't know how long his, I don't know how long his fucking preamble is. <laughs> Dan, we'll make it right. I love you. You're my best friend. I love your smile. I love Thank your you. touch. I love your teeth. I love your touch. Oh, and lastly, uh, before we go, uh, don't forget, if you're in Seattle on June 10th, uh, we are doing our first ever live show at the Moore Theater. Uh, Get tickets at Ticketmaster.com and just put in Fake Doctors, Real Friends to find your tickets now. Come join us at the Moore Theater on June 10th in Seattle. There's only a few left. Hurry up. Hurry up, y'all. Okay, everybody. uh, Thanks for tuning in for the show. And this is Josh Radin with I'd Rather Be With You. Sitting here on this lonely dock. Watch the rain play on the ocean top All the things I feel I need to say I can't explain in any other way I need to be bold, need to jump in the cold water Need to grow older with a girl like you Finally see you naturally The one to make it so easy when you show me the truth Yeah This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.